Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadet. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Welcome, welcome, my global family. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you on this Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Mayo. Not only is it Cinco de Mayo, but the planets are lining up for a moon eclipse. I think it's going to happen at 11-something today, Eastern Time. Oh, we're excited because the energy has really been stirring up for this day. And there's been lots of astrologers giving forecasts and reports. And this has been one hell of a ride this week emotionally, energetically. So I'm so glad to just join you for this time of rolling some joints. Such a peaceful, simple thing to do uh, to bring in Cinco de Mayo, hallelujah, and let's celebrate life by rolling our joints, first loving ourselves. We call it fly, first love yourself. I'm here to encourage you to fly, first love yourself, and that translates into take charge of your health, and today's show is designed to help you do exactly that. 
overstanding our sacred hormone system. Often we hear about estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, and then that's it. We have, but well, you're going to be shocked with how many hormones are actually ruling this temple, this sacred body. It's more than three. So that's why we're going to go into holistic mode as usual to overstand this amazing hormone system in our body and how we can keep it balanced. There's a reason that the creator put hormones, which are messengers. You're going to find out more about the messengers in our body. There's a reason. There's a purpose. There's a divine purpose. That's why it's called overstanding our sacred. This is a sacred hormone system. You know why? Because this temple is sacred. This human vessel I call a human biological computer is a sacred vessel. Because what goes on in here is also what goes on up there in the in the universe cosmic energy. So that helps us see the sacredness of what we're dealing with in here. So I hope you'll stay with me for the next couple of hours. Invite your friends. What this will help you do, I hope, today is manage and bless this temple in a different way. Uh, I'm going to share with you how I uh, became aware of this topic this week because of a video I watched. And I'm going to just introduce you to, not to the actual video, but uh, conversation-wise, why was this person talking about this particular hormone? Because that's what we always talk about. We're going to get into that. But first, I know why you're here. If you're here early this morning, you're here to roll some joints. So let's put on my favorite rolling joint music, and that's Time for Healing by the Sounds of Blackness. And I don't own the rights to this music, but I actually sent this group an email to get permission to play this song. And I've been playing it now for eh, a couple of years, I think. So I just love the words, the music, everything fits in well for joint rolling purposes. So let's get busy rolling some joints to time for healing. And we're going to start off by taking a deep breath in. Take a deep breath in, deep breath in, hold it, hold it. Exhale either through the mouth or the nose. Experiment with what feels best for you, mouth or nose. Exhale. You can use either one depending on your design purpose for this session. Sometimes it's all the nose inhaling and exhaling. And then sometimes it's appropriate to inhale through the nose, inhale through the nose, hold it, hold it, and exhale through the mouth. But let's just get busy. We're going to start with our neck rolling and then our shoulder rolls, swimming in the sea of energy. And then we'll get on our back and kick our legs and arms up and start our ankle and wrist rolling, knee and uh, elbow rolling, and then we roll over to our side and roll that leg around, move that leg around so we can lubricate all the hip joints, knee joints, ankle joints, even if you're in a wheelchair. I want you to be actively participating. You might spend longer on the shoulder rolls. And then you can roll around in your chair with your upper body movement to get that hip action going. 
So let's do uh, Time for Healing by the Sounds of Flash.
rubbing those hands together. Rub those hands. Get the heat. Get the heat going. Heat, heat, heat. Heat those hands up. Heat, 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 heat them up. Heat up. And let's place those hands behind the neck. Squeeze and release. Squeeze and release. You should feel that all the way to your toes. That's how powerful the vagus nerve energy, your neurological system is. Squeezing and releasing on the back of the neck, just below the brain stem, sends lots of pulsing, vibration, and stimulation all the way to your toes. Squeeze, release, squeeze. Let's go down to the go down to the shoulders, the arms. Go down, squeeze, release, squeeze, release. Tap those arms under the arm, top of the arm, both sides. Woohoo! Waking up the whole body, getting ready for some awesome knowledge and wisdom to flow. Let's tap the chest, middle of the chest. Your thymus gland gives you your immune system power. And don't forget your breath. Around the tap around the breast. Get those lymphatic drain uh, system draining. Lymphatic system moving, moving. Squeeze the breath. Tell them how much you love them. Love your boobies. Yes. Squeeze, squeeze. And then don't forget your microbiome around your navel. Give that a little pat around in both directions around the navel. Loving on it. And then last but not least, let's not forget our kidneys and our adrenal glands. They sit right back here. And let's just massage. Those kidneys work hard all week long, every day, filtering all the pollution and toxic you put in your body. Give them a little hug, a good pat. Thank you, adrenal glands. Thank you, adrenal glands, for helping me manage the stress and all the other BS that comes my way. Woohoo, yep, that's what the adrenal glands and kidneys do. Loving our adrenals and kidneys. All right, so we have done. Give yourself a hand if you've done that few minutes of joint rolling and loving and flying. First, loving yourself. I hope you're doing that every day of the week, first thing in the morning. Prepare your mind and your body to face the world that may not be so friendly when you get out there, but when you fly, first love yourself, you're less likely to be reacting to the circumstances that come your way. How about that? So we're going to go to my studio now. I'm going to give you a tour of my feeling, my beautiful plants up there, my fan, all that. While we move to the my studio here, and uh, I read something in my devotion I wanted to share with you because it really did bless me, and I want to bless you with it as well. On this Cinco de Mayo, um, the word from Along the Path to Enlightenment with uh, David Hawkins' Wisdom, it's a daily meditation that I do. I wanted to share for May 5th, it says, in and of itself, anger is merely a subjective emotion that does not actually accomplish anything in the world. Ah, how many times have we thought about it? Let's read that again. In and of itself, anger, anger, you know that emotion of, ah, 
is a sub, merely a subjective emotion that does not ac- actually accomplish anything in the world. As the use of reason and restraint would. So opposite of anger, reason and restraint. I'm not going to get angry. I'm going to take a deep breath and process this energy that I'm hearing or seeing, right? And then it says anger is used by the ego as a substitute for courage, which really only requires being resolute, determined, or committed. Ah, I needed to hear that because even I had an opportunity to react this week uh, in a conversation that I was in. I reacted, and I felt like this person was attacking me. But the conversation continued, and we came to a resolution. And that's what I encourage all of you to do. When you find yourself being angry or reacting to circumstances or comments, take a deep breath, release the anger, and try to find resolute and be determined and committed to practice reason and restraint and wisdom. So that's the uh, meditation for this morning. I hope that blesses you as it did me. I'm, I'm ready to not be at reactive so much, but responding and having conversation. So this morning, um, my topic is um, the the role of hormone, the sacred hormone system. We, I believe, need to have a better overstanding of our sacred hormone system. And here's why. I listened to a teaching by a brother named Yaki. Someone sent it to me uh, through Facebook. And it was a YouTube teaching. And the, the title of, of the teaching was kind of a clickbait. If you know what clickbait means, they just want you to open it up. They'll, they'll give you a title that's kind of shocking and, and get your attention. And you say, whoa, I want to hear what he has to say. That's the whole clickbait um, memo method of operation is make it a title that will get attention. So the title of this YouTube video was Yaki Awakened on Estrogen Causing Penis Shrinkage and Breath in Men and Fibroids in Women. Now, who wouldn't get, what man or woman wouldn't pay attention to a title like that, right? Awakened on estrogen causing penis shrinkage and breast in men and fibroids in women. So I listened to the audio. This guy is very intelligent. I give him credit for doing his homework and studying. And he's very popular on YouTube. And I I tried to get him on my show, but he's too busy. He has to have an appointment and all this. And I'm like, okay, we'll just move on. But I give him uh, respect and honor for what he does. Because we need everybody on this level of educating and and raising the consciousness, right? So I listened to the video and I thought, well, that's not really totally true what he's saying in my understanding. You know, understanding is my truth under my umbrella of experience, right? My viewpoint is more holistic, we give estrogen, testosterone, and um, progesterone too much emphasis when what's really going on that I don't think people are aware of is there are a lot of 
hormones in the body working this found of short uh, audio that tells you how many hormones at first when i first looked up how i wanted to say how many hormones are there in the body because again we focus on estrogen testosterone and um testosterone and progesterone those are the three at least in my uh, holistic experience those are the three hormones we hear most about when it comes to getting better health, right? So how many hormones are they? That's why we're going to really dive into overstanding the system because you really cannot focus on one hormone to think and think you're going to have perfect health. Or if uh, the man's penis is shrinking, correcting the estrogen is not it, the whole picture is what I believe. So here's a little, uh, to start, this is a start. I have so many audios I want to share with you. So we fully uh, have conversations that are holistic, mind, body, spirit. You can't leave any of that out if you want to really get to the root of a problem or a health issue. And here's a, I don't know if any of you realize how many, I'm going to just share how many uh, hormones are in the body and it's really short so I can find it and that's important because the whole scope of it is looking at the big picture we cannot just say oh estrogen's the party it's all about estrogen it's all about estrogen if you correct it as actually I thought that way when I went to the gynecologist I realized one area just one area of my body was low in estrogen that's what my research shows. So I worked to improve that with my diet, and we're going to talk about that as well. What are the foods that can help balance your system? But if you don't look at the whole system, you're going to miss, and you're going to be putting all this emphasis on trying to balance one hormone when all the others are out of balance. So here's just a little uh, information about how many hormones you have. You have more body. hormones than you realize. Let's talk. When I mention hormones, what do you imagine? Sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, or thyroid hormone, adrenal hormones like cortisol, DHEA, aldosterone, and adrenaline, insulin, glucagon, prolactin, growth hormone, melatonin. I'm talking about all your hormones. All the above plus leptin and ghrelin, melanocyte stimulating hormone, erythropoietin, vasopressin, oxytocin, renin, angiotensin, parathyroid hormone, and all your transmitters like dopamine, serotonin, acetylcholine, GABA, and norepinephrine, and all your immune factors like interferon and interleukin. Your body produces more than 200 hormones. All the chemicals your body makes that act as messengers are essentially hormones. You see, that's what hormones are. They're messengers. They communicate to your cells, your tissues, and your organs what's going on in another part of your body, as well as what's going on outside of your body. For instance, when the sun goes down, the pink rays of dusk block the blue light of day, and those pink light waves effectively turn on your pineal gland, a tiny organ in your brain that tells it to start making melatonin so you can sleep. The light energy outside your body affects hormonal production inside your body. Melatonin is a nocturnal messenger hormone that induces sleep and shuts down daytime hormone activity. So your nighttime hormones can do their job, like turning on your immune system to protect you from invasion, infection, and cancer. That's why when you don't get enough sleep, you're likely to get sick. 
Hormones tell your cells what to do to produce more energy, make more enzymes, reproduce, make new you, go to sleep, clean house, get rid of invaders, even tell cells when to die, especially cancer cells. All communication within your body is directed by your hormones. When you're sick and tired, you're experiencing hormonal miscommunication. And the secret to balancing your hormones, neurotransmitters, and immune factors is to support your hypothalamus. Why? Because your hypothalamus is the maestro of your symphony of hormones. Think of your body as hardware and all your hormones as software. Your hypothalamus is your operating system. When your hypothalamus controls all your hormones and directs your neurotransmitter production and your immune function, well, you're healthy. Supporting your hypothalamus is crucial to keeping your hormones in harmony. If you have any questions regarding your hormones, please join us in our hormone support group. You'll have There you have it, over 200 hormones floating around in the body. And what exactly do these hormones represent? Well, that's what we want to talk about. First of all, we start, how many are there in there? There's over 200. So what are they doing? Why are they there? And um, what are we, how do we balance them? That's our focus of today. And the idea that we want to be introduced to the messengers that are operating this system. So it's not just about estrogen for your penis and your breasts and the fibroids in women. Yes, they play a role, but today I hope we all, I know I did just finding these audios, I came to such a new understanding and respect for this sacred hormone system. And as I read to you, I don't think it was any accident that my meditation this morning on Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Mayo, was about anger because truth is if you're angry all the time what do you think it's going to do to your hormonal system let's listen to uh what the chemical messengers are in this video i want to give you an introduction to chemical messengers and the ways that cells communicate with one another in the body Uh, Now, if you're a single-celled organism, you may or may not need to send messages to other cells. But if you're a multicellular organism like we are, your cells definitely need some way of talking to each other. You know, uh, the cells in our bodies are involved in in a bunch of different systems, like the circulatory system, the digestive system, and we have to coordinate the activities of cells in many different places throughout the body in order for these systems to work together properly. So let's say we have one cell over here, and another cell over here, and this cell has to have some way of getting a message to the other one. Now, it can't actually talk to the other cell. It can't send it a text message or call it on the phone, but what it does have available to it are many different chemicals or molecules. Uh, Now, many of these are molecules that it's manufactured itself. So, of course, inside each uh, cell is DNA, and that has instructions for how to build molecules of all different sorts of of shapes and sizes. Um, So let's suppose that the cell manufactures a molecule of a particular distinct shape, which we'll just represent here as a triangle. Uh, And the cell can take this molecule, and it can put it outside of itself. And this process, by the way, is called Secretion. Secretion. Uh, It's said to be secreting the molecule into the fluid that's surrounding the cell. Uh, This fluid, by the way, could be blood or it could be cerebrospinal fluid or just uh, what we would call uh, intercellular fluid, the fluid between cells. Uh, But it's secreting the molecule into some kind of fluid. Now, it wants to get this molecule over to this cell over here. Uh, This is what we would call the target 
cell. But it has no way of aiming the molecule at that cell. So what it's going to do is it's just going to send out a bunch of these things, and they're going to move around the fluid in basically random directions. Uh, and they're going to bump into all sorts of different cells in the body. And in most cases, they'll just bounce off of the cells and keep going. And the reason is because most of these cells don't have any way of receiving the molecule. They don't have any way of receiving the message that's being sent to them. It's kind of like if you had a whole crowd of people and you shouted a message to all of them, but only some of them could hear the sound. So even though the vibrations are going to reach everybody, and even though the sound is going to get uh, to everybody, only the people who have some way of hearing uh, are going to respond. Uh, so we have to have something on this target cell that will allow it to receive the message. And again, what this cell has available to it uh, is the ability to make molecules of different shapes and sizes. So what it can do is manufacture a molecule that looks something like this. Uh, now, when this molecule comes in and bumps into this cell, if it hits one of these guys, you can see that they've been built to fit together perfectly. Now, I should give you a little vocabulary. Uh, this molecule, since it's a molecule or a chemical, and its purpose is to deliver a message, we call these things chemical messengers, chemical messengers. And this guy over here, since it receives the message, we call it a receptor. A receptor. When the chemical message, uh, messenger comes in and docks with the receptor like this, we would say that the chemical messenger is binding. So it binds to the receptor. So cells manufacture and secrete chemical messengers, which diffuse randomly through some kind of body fluid and then bind to receptors on target cells. And it's uh, the binding of the chemical messenger to the receptor that's responsible for delivering the message from one cell to the other. Now, when I say that it delivers a message, that's a little misleading because it's not like this is a letter and uh, there's all kinds of information written on it. Uh, all the chemical messenger does is activate the receptor. And what effect that has is entirely dependent on what kind of mechanism is connected to that receptor on the inside of the cell. So exactly how this works is going to be very different depending on what system we're looking at. But a typical thing would be that the action of the chemical messenger binding to the receptor causes the receptor to change shape. And when it changes shape, that allows it to start reacting with other molecules that are inside the cell. So a good example of this would be uh, with insulin. So insulin is a chemical messenger that's released by your pancreas uh, when there's glucose or blood sugar present in, in your bloodstream. Uh, what happens is that the insula, uh, insulin circulates around the body, bumping into all sorts of cells, uh, and when it uh, binds to an insulin receptor, it changes the shape of that receptor. And that allows the receptor to be a catalyst for reactions with other molecules that are inside the cell. In this case, uh, the change in shape uh, of this one receptor molecule can actually jumpstart multiple different reactions with dozens of different steps, uh, and it can cause a bunch of different important changes in the cell that are all related to blood sugar, and it can be very complex. Uh, but one so we're going to stop it there. I know you're getting the message. I know you're getting it, so we don't have to keep going with that one. That was a nine-minute, but I'm going to stop there because it's time for a break. It's 8.33, my favorite time of the day because that's where I was born at 833. 
So I hope that at this point we're all starting to get the idea of the system and the messengers at work. So when somebody titles a video uh, that estrogen is causing penis shrinkage and breasts in uh, uh, breasts in men and fibroids in women, that's okay. That's a true statement, but it's not complete in my mind. The completed statement is why is the penis shrinking? other than estrogen, because there's something else going on when a man's penis is shrinking. And there's something else going on when a breast, men are getting breasts. And there's something else going on. If I, what's going on? Energy. Energy in motion is my the way I always believe and teach. The emotions play huge roles. Why? Because it's energy in motion. And as, you, as that last audio demonstrated, and as we're going to see going forward, Cells are communicating to other cells, especially this big brain here has a huge computer, uh, hard drive, soft drive, however you want to call it, that's communicating to all the body parts. And guess what's communicating to this brain from my learning, my understanding? It's the cosmic universal creator love. Love to me is always communicating to us to try and get us back into balance, get us back into alignment. And that's what I do Sunday nights is uh, work on soul purpose healing to bring us back into alignment with the love of the cosmic universe, creator of the heavens, creator of this sacred temple. And so today we're just diving in to not be um, motivated by clickbaits that say, well, estrogen's causing penis shrinking. What if if that man has been abused as a child? What if that man has had all kinds of sexual uh, abuses in his life? You think that's not affecting the size of his penis, how it operates, so forth and so on? That's where that video is kind of missing uh, the holistic picture. And if a man has breasts, yes, it has a lot to do with you eating Kentucky Fried Chicken and they putting hormones in that bird, all these birds to make, yep, it has a lot to do with that. And then we're going to look at how plastic, the, the, the crazy overload, overuse of plastic is affecting not just estrogen, that's the main one, but plastic use is killing our ant fish, everything. So tell your friends, tune in. We want to be a lot more educated to have discussions, not just about penis sizes and fibroids in women, but we want to be able to discuss our environment inside and out, which is not just three hormones, not just estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. There's 200 in there communicating messages going back and forth, and that's why we need a more sacred perspective of what is causing penis shrinkage and everything else that's going on in our bodies. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, 
just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul, whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code the female solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is a result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams, CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's 312-315-4820. educator 
and an intellectual articulate. So I listen to him a lot lately because he brings an articulate, interesting uh, discussion on everything. He has a YouTube channel. Anyway, check him out. I'm, I'm looking, leaning toward him for our president. We need an Indian. He's Indian, dark-skinned Indian. We need one of those in the White House. I'm like, dump Trump and old, an all old white men. We had enough of them. Anyway, that was just my little blurb there. But let's get into the endocrine system. Because years ago, I discovered the endocrine system, and I have this huge chart somewhere. I don't know where it is of the endocrine system. In fact, on my flyer for this show, the little picture on there is part of the endocrine system. And that's where a clickbait like um, estrogen is causing penis shrinkage, breasts in men, and fibroids is like so like elementary. Yeah, it's true. I, I give the man credit. It's bringing forth truth, but it's so incomplete that that's why I'm bringing you some more knowledge so we are not going to be ignorant about anything. We got, this is an amazing year so far. 2023 is the year for increasing our knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Not just understanding, because understanding in my mind now represents my truth, your truth, your truth, your truth. That's why debate is good, because when we get into a debate, we we interact with people and their understanding under their umbrella of truth, but then we can get to overstanding when we go into debate. So this next uh, audio, uh, I'm not going to play the whole thing. I just want to give you an introduction to the endocrine system that includes glands and hormones. It's a system. It's not just one or two or three. There's 200 of them, and I hope that this will inspire you to even do more study but this one is important to realize man has been studying the human body for eons and they still don't have all the information but this is a i've invited you all here today because i wanted to talk to you about some ugly stereotypes that are going around i've been hearing a lot of unfair unseemly and unscientific generalizations being made lately and they mostly have to do with sex and your hormones. People have a nasty habit of equating hormones with a particular set of behaviors and conditions, most of which have to do with reproduction or sexual development or acts that include what my brother John has referred to as scoodily pooping. For example, people will say that hormones are why Kevin has zits and is being all moody, or why Hannah, who's three months pregnant, just cried watching a commercial for car insurance, which, let's be honest, I do that too. Now, I'm not saying that hormones aren't at the root of sexual attraction or zits or occasional bouts of extreme emotion, because they are. That's just not all that they do. Not even close. When people talk about hormones in the context that I just mentioned, what they really mean is sex hormones. But sex hormones are just one kind of hormone that you have coursing through your body right now. In fact, there are at least 50 different types of these chemical messengers at work in your body at this very minute, but only a very few of them have anything at all to do with sex. The truth is, from birth to death, just about every cell and function in your body is under your hormones' constant influence. They're floating through your blood, regulating your metabolism, your sleep cycle, your response to stress, and the general and incredibly important overall homeostasis that keeps you not dead. Some hormones are just there to make other hormones trigger even more hormones in a kind of chemical relay race that biologists refer to, rather elegantly, as cascades. These hormones run through your body no matter what your mood is or whether you have zits. So the reality is, we are all hormonal, all the time.
Okay, to begin to understand our hormones and the endocrine system that produces, releases, and reabsorbs them, we have to step back and take a broad view. Not just by emphasizing that sex hormones are not the only hormones you have, but also by looking at how your hormones interact with your other organ systems. Because if anything, your body has two bosses. Two complementary systems that are constantly shouting instructions over each other to all your bits and pieces. Both your endocrine system and your nervous system are constantly trafficking information around your corpus, gathering intel, making demands, hands controlling your every move, they just have totally different ways of doing it. Your nervous system uses lightning-fast electrochemical action potentials delivered by an expressway made of neurons to specific cells and organs. But your endocrine system prefers a slower, wider stream of data. It secretes hormones that travel through your blood, not through neurons, so they move more slowly, but they also produce widespread effects that last a whole lot longer than an action potential. Now, compared to your heart or brain or other arguably more glamorous organs, your endocrine system's organs and glands are kind of small and lumpy. They're also rogues. Instead of being all nestled together like in your other organ systems, these guys are scattered all over the place, from your brain to your throat to your kidneys to your genitals. A gland is just any structure that makes and secretes a hormone, and the master gland in your body is the pituitary, which produces many hormones that signal other glands, like the thyroid, parathyroid, adrenal, and pineal glands, to make their own hormones. The endocrine system also includes a few organs, like like the gonads, the pancreas, and the placenta in pregnant women, all of which have some other non-hormonal functions and are made up of multiple tissue types. And technically the hypothalamus in your brain is in the endocrine club too, since in addition to all of its busy brain duties, it does produce and release hormones. So thanks to all these glands and organs, you've got these hormones diffusing through your blood, doing all sorts of different things. But the thing to remember about them is that a hormone can only trigger a reaction in specific cells. They're so-called target cells that have the right receptors for it. So just like some keys can open many locks, while others only work with one, so too can the hormone-target cell relationship either be widespread or localized. You're probably going to want an example of that. So your thyroid, at the bottom of your throat, produces the hormone thyroxine, which stimulates metabolism and binds to receptors in most of the cells in your body. But your pituitary, which is nestled all comfy under your brain, produces follicle-stimulating hormone, which helps regulate growth and trigger sexual maturity, and it only targets specific cells in the ovaries and testes. So, how do hormones bind to their target cells? Well, chemically, most hormones are either made of amino acids, including their more complex structures like peptides or proteins, or they're derived from lipids like cholesterol. And this is key because a hormone's chemical structure determines if it's water-soluble, like most amino acid-based ones are, or lipid-soluble, like steroids are. Solubility is important because your cell membranes are made of lipids. That means that water-soluble ones can't get across them, so target cells for those kinds of hormones have receptors on the outside of their membranes. Lipid-soluble hormones, on the other hand, can just basically glide right through that cell membrane, so their receptor sites are inside the target cells. Either way, when a target cell is activated, the hormone alters its activity by either increasing or decreasing some of its functions, usually with the goal of maintaining your body's homeostasis in one way or another. So, if hormones are keeping your body in balance, what's putting your body out of balance? I don't know. Could I interest you in some pie? If you have a couple of nice, generous helpings of strawberry rhubarb pie and just to make things interesting, let's say they're a la mode, your blood glucose level is going to go through the roof. And the pancreas regulates your blood sugar by releasing two different hormones, insulin and glucagon. Once you have a belly full of that pie, beta cells in your pancreas release insulin, which helps lower your blood sugar by increasing the rate at which your cells store the sugar either as glycogen or as fat for later use. Now let's say you've done the opposite. You've eaten no pie. Your pie 
Phyllomyelis. In fact, you've eaten nothing for hours. If your blood sugar drops too low, then alpha cells in the pancreas will instead send out glucagon, which helps raise your blood sugar levels in part by decreasing the storage of sugar in your cells and triggering the release of glucose back into the blood. Lots of different endocrine-related illnesses, like diabetes or hyperthyroidism, tend to be the result of either hyper, too much, or hypo, too little secretion of certain hormones, which throw your homeostasis off balance. But there are lots of more common and less obvious ways your hormones can get out of balance, not because of some disorder, but because these signaling chemicals are just caught up in a chain reaction, which can take a while to subside. Some hormones just exist to control other hormones, which in turn control still more hormones. So as soon as one starts to trickle out, you can pretty quickly wind up with a cascade on your hands. You got a few different hormone cascades going on at any given moment, but one of the big ones, one that's really worth understanding, is the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, or the HPA axis, because you don't want to have to say that every time. This is a complex series of interactions between three glands that ultimately regulates lots of your body's daily processes, like digestion, sexuality, immune response, and how you handle stress. And it's complex not just because of all the glands involved. It's also one of the more crucial instances of your endocrine system coordinating with your nervous system. Specifically, it's behind that fight-or-flight response that everybody keeps talking about. The HPA axis is essentially the endocrine system's companion to the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic system, in times of high stress, does things like speed up your heart rate and direct blood away from your digestive organs into the muscles. But many of the other effects of the stress response are carried out by your endocrine system. And getting your nervous and endocrine systems to work together in times of crisis is where the hypothalamus comes in. It's the hub of where the two systems meet. It keeps tabs on what's going on all over your body, analyzing your blood for signs that something might be off. So let's revisit our fight-or-flight scene from a few lessons ago. The old burning house scenario. So you're sleeping. You're dreaming about petting pandas with Emma Watson or whatever when the smoke alarm goes off. Well, action potentials in your brain trigger neurons in your hypothalamus to release the peptide hormone CRH, or corticotropin-releasing hormone. The CRH makes the very short trip through the bloodstream to the anterior pituitary gland, where, because it is water-soluble, it binds to receptors on the outside of its target cells. There, it triggers the release of adrenocorticotropic hormone, or ACTH. The ACTH travels again through the bloodstream to the adrenal cortices of the adrenal glands on top of your kidneys. When the ACTH binds to receptors on cells in an adrenal cortex, it triggers the release of a frenzy of different freakout compounds known as glucocorticoid and mineralocorticoid hormones. Typically, these hormones help us deal with day-to-day -day stress by keeping our blood sugar and blood pressure balanced. But under major stress, like waking up in a burning building stress, these hormones, like cortisol, cause the classic fight-or-flight response, ramping up your blood pressure, dumping glucose into your bloodstream, shutting down non-emergency services like your immune system and sperm and egg development. And guess what? Now that all these stress hormones are pulsing through your blood, the hypothalamus back in the brain senses them. And because its job is to monitor and maintain balance whenever possible, it then stops secreting CRH, which eventually causes the other glands to stop secreting their panic hormones. Now, because this element of the stress response is hormonal rather than electrical, it comes on more slowly than the nervous system part, and it takes longer to subside, too, as those stress hormones linger in the blood before being broken down by enzymes. So, we're a long way from teenage crushes and zits and crying over commercials at this point, aren't we? As a lifelong owner of hormones, I hope you'll join me in dispelling the stereotypes that surround these powerful and important chemicals and give them the respect they rightly deserve. Today, we looked at the endocrine system and how it uses glands to produce hormones. These hormones are either amino acid-based and water-soluble, or steroidal and lipid-soluble, and may target many types of... Okay, whoo, that guy talks fast. Take a deep breath. Okay, let's process all that. That was just 
um, a great, I was sitting back in class. I felt like I was in uh, a, a college course uh, listening about the endocrine system and hormones. So um, I don't know, what did you get out of that? Did any of you get any? I think what all of us can um, receive from that is that this is a complicated, sophisticated system, the human biological computer. I think it's the most sophisticated and um, perfect biological computer on the planet. That's my thought. What about yours? So we're here today to dive into understanding our sacred hormonal system. If for those of you just joining me, because I I was clickbaited into a video that said men's penises are shrinking. Well, yes, because there's so much going on on this planet to actually target our body, our system. We have been inundated for the last three years with one element that, in my opinion, has caused death and poor health, and that's fear. Fear, fear, fear. That's the main uh, tool that is used by the medical system, the government, and uh, the um, medical system, government, and any other system, educational system, you name it, uh, we've got three systems operating that are targeting human beings to control the media. That's the other one. Media, government, and medical. In my opinion, those are the three major systems that are fighting our sacred hormone system to bring us down out and out of, and, and move us out of here. Population control, all of that. When I look at a video again that says, well, penises are shrinking, breasts are, are forming in men, fibroids are forming in women. What are we doing when we're in fear and stress? Most of us are reaching for comfort processed food, right? Most of us are not going to be going for the green smoothie and the pineapples and the and the um, the green the uh, flaxseed. I'm learning more and more about flaxseed. I've added flaxseed to my diet because uh, that's one of the oils that my this system needs is flaxseed, any seed. I even tahini, I've been using tahini. It's a, a sunflower, uh, not a sunflower, sesame seed uh, butter. These are the oils for the system. But if you're not managing your anger and your fear, and it's not going to work very well. I don't care how much you talk about estrogen and progesterone and testosterone. This is just my experience. You don't have to accept it. This is my understanding. Overstanding is that we're getting today, in my opinion, we're getting the, the higher perspective about this sacred system. Because most of us don't look at our body as a sacred system. When I look at how my relatives feed this system, this is a trash can, in my opinion, for most people. When I when I go to the grocery store and I look at what people are putting in their carts, all the processed food, the Coca-Cola, the, the alcohol, trash can. There's a trash can. They're just putting that in. It's not nourishing this sacred system. So what do we have? Penises shrinking, hormones uh, are, are breast in men, and fibroids in women. This is only a small part of it. So after the break, we want to look at just one aspect of what's going on with the estrogen. 
because estrogen has increased, which means what? Balance problem. Not that estrogen is the, again, estrogen is not the major cause of penis shrinking and breasts in men and fibroids in women. My, my experience and what you'll hear today, the major contributor is not estrogen. What has happened is that I'm finding, and I think you can find too if you just do your own research, is that estrogen's out of balance because of our choices and lifestyle. We have contributed to an out of balance situation in our environment outside and inside, and now we're suffering. So I think the best thing that happens when people are suffering is they make different choices. Like my dad calls it, dad, this is dad back here, my favorite football player, father, son, all this, this is dad. His wisdom was he took a class called the psychology of adjustment. Now, you may have noticed in the last audio and the one before they talked of the hypothalamus. Where's the hypothalamus? as a, a major part hormone system. So the hypothalamus is up here in the command center, right? This is command center up here. You command this brain to do whatever you need to be done in the body, and it will be done, but we're not used to doing that. But as you've heard so far, that hypothalamus is the key to managing stress and the imbalance of hormones. It's not just estrogen. I'm, I just really want to bring this home. That, that's the truth that this guy taught on this video. He taught nothing but truth. I wouldn't deny that anything he said wasn't a level of truth. But we're going to look at a higher truth and understanding the system, the estrogen, the progesterone, and the testosterone is part of a, what, what did we say, 200 hormone system. So how are you going to blame three items in the system for your health, one health problem, your penis shrinking, your breasts, or men have breasts, fibroids in women. Um, I, I give you a personal example. My granddaughter is starting to get um, little bud, blood buds in her chest. I'm not surprised. They eat all this junk food. Uh, uh, McDonald's, for, I believe, probably the first five, she'll be nine years old. And my nephew, my grandson will be seven next month. Five years of their life was McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, and who knows what other uh, hormone-heavy animals that they were eating. So even at eight and a half, nine, she's starting to get little buds. So grandma is speaking up, though. I'm like telling uh, her and her dad, are you going to choose some better meats now, the ones that don't have the hormones? But I try and keep it a little quiet because I'm just a grandma here. And sometimes I don't have influence. But some people like my family, they're reacting. They're not in preventive mode or respond mode sometimes. They're reacting because comfort food. My sons were raised uh, in an attitude of health and nutrition, tofu, uh, no sh- very little sugar, and I think that's why they don't get sick very often. It's amazing how these grown men that I that burst out of my womb, they don't get sick. As much junk food as they eat now, they don't get sick. So parents, here's a word for parents. As much as you can, build a strong, healthy foundation so that if they do get into their 20s and 30s and they want to do the alcohol and the meat and all that, that maybe they'll survive that because 
parents built a strong foundation. That's my, my own personal experience. So let me go to another break. When we come back, let's go dive into this plastics problem because that is why some of that is one of the reasons that estrogen is out of balance in our environment, in our bodies, all over. And and I'm going to say again, it's not just estrogen that's out of balance. The hypothalamus, remember the, the command center up here has a little gland called the hypothalamus that responds to what? Stress. And if you're stressed and angry and bitter and reacting, reacting to all the fear, fear, fear that the medical, the media, and the government are putting out, guess what? Estrogen's out of balance. Everything's out of balance in your body because your your energy and motion is running the show more than anything else. So thank you for being here with me. If you have a comment, question, uh, press 1. If you're on Facebook, the number is 515-605-9325. And we'll be right back after these messages. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution.
joining us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining. We're in class today. I'm in class today. I, I get excited learning more about this temple that my soul is dwelling in because I'm learning how to manage it better. I don't have insurance. Eh. So I do have insurance. I have divine insurance, and I have Medicare. If I go in the hospital, they'll pay 80% of that, and I'm on my own. So I have to be not aware and educated and conscious. More than anything, I believe consciousness is what will help you uh, change the size of your penis if it's shrinking. Because as as I said earlier, if you just joined us, I saw a YouTube video by Yaki is his name. He's a brilliant young man, educated young man, smart young man. And I watched the video and I thought, well, that's good, but um, I'm going to take it to another level because that was a man. <laughs> Not no, no offense to men, but male, female, we got to balance it, right? We're balancing our divine feminine and masculine this year in a big way. And so I'm balancing out what the brother said, and the, the clickbait was awakened on estrogen-causing penis shrinkage, breasts in the men, and fibroids in women. Now, who wouldn't be interested in that, men or women? Oh, what, what's that all about? So listen to it. But we're here to go to the next level because it's not just about the estrogen. In fact, I can't uh, leave out this this clip about how your home, your your um, gut. Before we go to the plastics issue, which is huge, on uh, interfering with the sacred hormone system, plastics is ruining this planet. As I'm sure some of you were, we're going to have lots of ideas how to change that. I think we need to all be aware on how to change that. But there's a connection even to your gut, how your gut and hormones are connected. Just as a little side, let's hear about hormones and the microbiome system in your gut, which is trillions. Think about this for a minute. Your microbiome has trillions of cells, bacteria, viruses, and fungus, and we're operating to keep your body in balance. Uh, the last three years, they wanted you to forget that because then the virus, the vaccine came in, and that was the solution, according to the three systems that are trying to kill the sacred hormone system. But the microbiome is key. There are more cells in your gut than there are cells in your body. So this is just a three-minute uh, reminder of how that gut and your hormones are connected. Today, I'm going to discuss the importance of the gut microbiome on estrogen metabolism. In my previous video, I discussed estrogen metabolism in the liver through what's known as phase one and phase two of estrogen metabolism. The metabolism in the gut is known as phase three. So let's get started. Here is my diagram of the inside or the lumen of the small intestine, the lining of the gut, known as the gut epithelia, and the blood vessel. After your hormones are metabolized in the liver, some of the conjugated estrogen is excreted into the bile and dumped into the small intestine. The bacteria in your gut, known as the microbiome, play an important role in regulating circulating estrogens. These estrogen-metabolizing bacteria are referred to as the estrobilome, and they secrete an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase, which breaks down the conjugated estrogen, allowing it to be reabsorbed by the gut and then into the bloodstream. So much like the rest of the microbiome, the estrobilome is easily influenced by factors such as diet, 
lifestyle, antibiotic use, history of vaginal delivery or not, age, and alcohol use. If there is an imbalance in the gut bacteria, which we refer to as dysbiosis, there can be an abundance of the beta-glucuronidase producing bacteria, which leads to elevated levels of circulating estrogen. This may upregulate estrogen-driven diseases, such as endometriosis and certain estrogen-dependent cancers, such as endometrial cancer and breast cancer. This is a particular concerns for postmenopausal women and men when circulating estrogen should typically be low. On the other hand, a lack of microbial diversity can result in lowered beta-glucuronidase activity, leading to lower estrogen levels. This becomes of interest in postmenopausal women who already have naturally low estrogen. And we know that low levels of estrogen have an impact on bone health, cognitive health, gut health, and women's health. So depending on the individual, their age, and their condition, you want to find the optimal balance with estrogen metabolism. You don't want too much, and you don't want too little. We are just starting to uncover the impact the gut microbiome has on various conditions through modulating estrogen levels. One review published in 2017 explored how the alteration in circulating estrogen may contribute to the development of various conditions, such as obesity, metabolic syndrome, breast and endometrial cancer, endometrial hyperplasia, endometriosis, polycystic ovary syndrome, fertility, cardiovascular disease, and cognitive function. While further research is needed to further understand how modulation of the gut microbiome can influence estrogen-driven disease, one thing is certain. The gut is important. It is a piece of the hormone puzzle that we cannot ignore. As a functional medicine practitioner, I always take into account someone's dietary and gastrointestinal health when investigating hormone-related issues. Sometimes I will measure beta-glucuronidase levels in the stool and support the gut accordingly. That concludes my explanation of phase three of estrogen. So the key uh, in the microbiome, if you're new to this uh, platform, and I've done several shows, and I think I mentioned this probably every show, microbiome health um, has a lot to do with you leaving out processed food and drugs, incorporating more fermented like sauerkraut, pickles, yogurt, and uh, fresh vegetables and fruit, basically. I've done shows on this in the past, so I just want to highlight or um, uh, in, introduce the food aspect of keeping that microbiome healthy. And then if you have to, there's so many probiotics. Here's one right here that I've, I've, I'm trying. Total Care Probiotic by a company called Probulin. So you can see that. And what I like about it, it has 15 scientifically studied probiotic strains, 20 billion. The key I, I have found in any probiotic is diversity. You want as many different strains of probiotics as you can get to have a healthy gut, depending on what your health situation is. But it's always a good idea to add a probiotic if you're struggling with any any issue, I, I would say, consider probiotics and try and get one with high, diverse strengths. So what's causing, uh, what are some of the other um, endocrine?
disruptors is what we want to talk about. Now, if you have any questions, again, press one, comments, press one, or uh, let me check Facebook. Uh, any comments, go ahead, write it out. But we want to get into what is in our environment. Not internally, we can always do our best to control the internal environment with vegetables, yogurt, fermented foods, lots of good, clean water. Uh, but what's causing the, the major endocrine disruptors is what we want to get into now, and what can we do about it? There is something we can do about it. And this is just the first audio of how we recognize the problem, what's just disrupting our external environment, doing what we can to control the internal, but what is it outside the environment outside that's causing estrogen, testosterone, and all the other hundred some odd hormones to get out of balance. Well, here's a little key here. Hi, I'm Carla and I'm a research analyst and ingredient safety expert here at EWG. Did you hear about the male frog exposed to a chemical found in tap water that ended up with female anatomy? Unfortunately, that's what actually happened when frogs ingested atrazine a chemical found in the tap water of 70 million Americans. Endocrine-disrupting chemicals are all over the place. There are thousands of these chemicals, and most of them are manufactured. But some do occur naturally, and they're lurking in our food, food packaging, household cleaners, beauty products, water, and they're even in our furniture and dust. You might remember from science class that the endocrine system is a network of hormone-producing glands. It's essential to every phase of your body's development, including metabolism, sleep, and reproduction. Endocrine disruptors can play tricks on our bodies by mimicking naturally occurring hormones, such as estrogen or thyroid hormones. Endocrine disruptors, like atrazine, can throw a wrench into how the system's receptors work. These chemicals can increase the production of certain hormones or decrease the production of others. They can even interfere with hormone signaling. So either way, they throw off your hormonal balance. The result is a wide array of possible health effects, including reproductive issues, risk of low birth weight and behavioral problems, obesity, diabetes, and even some types of cancer, even at very low doses of exposure. And here's the kicker. Developing fetuses, infants, and children are all even more vulnerable to all of these negative effects since their immune and metabolic systems are still in development. So, what can you do? Well, it's nearly impossible to avoid exposure to these contaminants completely, but you can minimize your risk by reducing exposure as much as possible with what we at EWG call the Dirty Dozen List of Endocrine Disruptors. The list includes the most common endocrine disruptors out there, like flame retardants, pesticides, mercury, lead, and BPA. So here are a few things you can do to limit your exposure. Don't buy clothes or furnishings made with flame retardants or water-resistant coatings. You can dust frequently and choose a vacuum with a HEPA filter. Steer clear of plastic wrap and canned foods, both of which can contain endocrine disruptors. And avoid nonstick cookware and utensils. Instead, opt for cast iron or stainless steel. If you'd like to learn more ideas about minimizing the effect of endocrine disruptors on you and your family, check out the full Dirty Dozen list of endocrine disruptors at ewg.org 
slash dirty dozen endocrine. So the EWG Environmental Working Group has an app that you can put on your phone, and they give you the 12 uh, dirty dozen and clean dozen fruits and vegetables so that you know when you go to the grocery store which fruits and vegetables have the most pesticides. That's what EWG, I've been following them for years, but you can put it on your phone so it can help you in your shopping choices which ones have the most pesticides. Of course, iceberg lettuce is off the list for me and anybody who wants to avoid pesticides. But you'd be surprised, like, some things like tomatoes and uh, especially some fruits that are high in uh, pesticides. Pineapples are always clean on the clean list. So there's fruits that you don't even have to buy organic all the time because they're clean. There's no pesticides. But if you want to be more conscientious about what you're putting in your body, then that's one of the uh, things you can do is add EWG to your um, to your list or to your phone so that when you go shopping, you can be more particular or picky about what you're going to buy. Now, as she mentioned, plastics. We're gonna, all the things that disrupt uh, your your uh, hormones, we're not going to deal with that here. You can always go to YouTube and do your own research. But I'm going to deal with plastics. That's a real pet peeve of mine because I walk throughout my neighborhood every week and pick up trash. Guess what the number one trash item is? Plastic. And I'm cursing the people who are throwing this stuff on the ground. <laughs> and, like, with Mama AZ, she and I are on the same page. It's like, why are people doing this? Why do we have all this trash on the ground? But plastics is really, to me, the biggest problem. So what's wrong with plastics? Hey there. Let's listen. Welcome to Life Noggin. The other day, I decided to be a good roommate and gathered up some trash to get rid of in my apartment. All those extra bits of code that my animator creates can really add up. We don't have to worry about landfills or the effects that waste has on the environment here in the digital world. But the trash you create in your human world can really add up to some pretty bad consequences, especially with plastic. But why is plastic so bad? Well, to begin our journey, let's take a trip to one of your earthly landfills. Plastic can take up to 1,000 years to break down, and it also has the potential to leak harmful pollutants into the soil. The chemical components of plastic can be absorbed by humans and may lead to negative health effects. Not only that, but plastic production uses up a large amount of our fossil fuels. A report based off of 2008 data found that the amount of chemical energy contained in the millions of tons of plastic in U.S. landfills was equal to about 37 million tons of coal or 139 million barrels of oil. And that was nine years ago. So plastic is bad for the turf. But what about the surf? If you take a look at the waters of the world, you'll find that plastic pollution can really wreak havoc on the oceanic ecosystem. Nobody knows this more than our sea turtle friends, where the majority of their population will be injured or killed by plastics in their lifetime. Not only that, but plastic is often found blocking their breathing passages in stomachs, along with doing the same to countless other marine species, such as dolphins and whales. Plastic can also break down in the ocean into small particles the size of plankton. These little pieces collect toxins like DDT and PCBs at levels up to a million times the levels 
found in seawater. These toxins then enter the food chain when any aquatic life accidentally ingests the plastic. It might even make its way to you the next time you go to a seafood buffet. Trash and plastic in the ocean goes further down the rabbit hole of doom by threatening biodiversity. Plastic debris can serve as floating transportations to foreign and alien species, allowing them to hitchhike to new and unfamiliar parts of the world. This is common with barnacles and algae. These new invasive species can become detrimental to the local ecosystem. I don't know about you, but the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Ocean sounds like a pretty trashy prequel to me. So what can you do to help? While it will certainly take a global effort to counter the negative effects of plastic waste, you can still be a part of the change. You can start by picking greener options when you get the chance, like bringing your own reusable bags to the grocery store. Many different types of plastic are also now recyclable, so make sure you recycle when you can and not throw them in the trash or let them litter your beautiful planet. Your friendly neighborhood blocko is on the job, but you gotta do this in your human world too. Let us know in the comment section below what we should talk about next. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of talk about the bees dying at an alarming rate, but what would actually happen if they all died? To find out the answer, check out this video. So that's, that's the introduction for the plant. We need to start thinking about getting rid of the plastic. Why? Because the key here is, is the estrogen, what it's doing, uh, is creating an imbalance of estrogen in the body. And here's another uh, explanation of food plastic. The plastics that come into contact with your foods are probably messing with your hormones in ways that could negatively affect your health, or even more so, the health of your kids, even your future kids, or potentially your lack thereof. Plastics are messing with your hormones. This is a fact of modern life. And if you think you can avoid this problem by only buying packages that say BPA-free on them, who boy, you'd better think again. Honestly, you might not be able to avoid this problem at all, but there are some things you can do to maybe limit your exposure, and you can certainly use your power as a consumer to nudge industry away from plastics that are hurting our health, to say nothing about the environment. Field trip to Raleigh, North Carolina and the campus of NC State University, where Dr. Scott Belcher leads a research lab focused on endocrine disruptors. The endocrine system is the glands in your body that produce hormones, your adrenalines, your estrogens, your testosterones, that kind of stuff. Disruptors can either amplify or suppress the effects of those hormones, and estrogen is a big one when we're talking about food plastics. Uh, what's really important is during childhood development as well as the ability to actually reproduce. It's been shown that endocrine disruptors are associated with um, more than 50% decrease in the quality of male sperm and the sperm counts. And there may be important impacts on uh, reproduction and fertility uh, in Western civilization as we go on where there's more and more chemicals uh, coming into our foodstuffs and our, and our other products. I'm gonna level with you and say, this is something I avoided learning about for a long time. Not only because I do love my plastic graph, but also because it just sounds like some kind of 4chan fever dream. There's a chemical in the food and it's turning all the alpha males into betas. But you know, there is a real thing here. Dr. Belcher was among the researchers who rang the alarm bells about bisphenol A. Up until a few years ago, BPA was ubiquitous in the kitchen. Plastic cutting boards, resealable containers, water bottles, and cans. Specifically, the plastic lining that's on the inside of all cans, which, by the way, was a good innovation. When I was a kid, 
it was like, oh my gosh, that can has a dent in it. You know, you're going to get botulism and die immediately. Well, we haven't heard much about botulism because these epoxy linings seal these cans so well, we've lost kind of this potential health impact associated with our canned foods. The things that they do, though, is release quite a bit of BPA into the media. Tomatoes have been kind of the, the main poster child because they're acidic and they're going to be in that solution, probably degrading that can quicker. As someone who believes that canned tomatoes are far superior to fresh most places most of the year, this breaks my heart to hear. But regulators and industry, they read Dr. Belcher's research and they were like, OMG, we didn't know. We'll replace BPA with something. Maybe instead we'll use BPS. And that fixed it, right? Things like bisphenol S and all of these, based on their chemical structure, um, they behave almost exactly like, and sometimes more so for the endocrine disruptor effects, just like BPA. What kind of effects are we talking about here? Well, there's the diminished sperm counts, and you might be thinking to yourself, oh, that doesn't apply to me. I mean, it doesn't apply to me because that particular ship has failed, if you take my meaning. But maybe you're like, I'm a lady, why do I care? Well, some of the work that we've done with bisphenol A shows that females are especially sensitive to changes in how their hearts function, that it can cause arrhythmias, and is potentially, with women, much more sensitive. And you know who's probably even more sensitive to endocrine disruptors? Little kids. So that's where we're really concerned, um, even during gestation of the infant in utero. Uh, it's been shown that many of these chemicals cross the placenta, uh, the fetus and the developing embryo are bathed in these chemicals. And researchers believe that exposure could result in birth defects and brain development issues and premature puberty, some cancers, also diabetes and obesity. Now, I'm sure there's already some guy downstairs in the comments who's writing, just use carton tomatoes. Dude, what do you think this is? Just a regular cardboard box with tomatoes inside it? That wouldn't work. The tomatoes would soak right through. This container has to be lined with something on the inside. Probably some kind of plastic, probably polyethylene, maybe under the brand name Tetra Pak, and that very well may be an endocrine disruptor. Most plastic products release estrogenic chemicals as these researchers found in 2011. A BPA-free label just doesn't tell you that much of value. I asked Dr. Belcher many times in many different ways if there's any safe food plastic, and he wouldn't say, not because he was dodging the question, but because he doesn't know. And if that guy doesn't know, we don't know. So what did he do to keep his family safe? Uh, for the kitchen, we really try to avoid plastic, use glass, um, you know, don't microwave your plastic. What we showed very early on in our lab is that actually heat increases the release of bisphenol A into water or the food media. Yep, this is why some people think sous vide is an inherently unhealthy way to cook. Even if the fancy vacuum pack bag you get says BPA free on it. Remember, most plastic products release estrogenic chemicals. We try to use as much glass as possible. I know it's, you know, in, in our modern life, it's impossible to avoid it. And we don't even really know if limiting your plastic exposure in these ways will positively affect your health. Because endocrine disruptors do what they do in your body in very small quantities. And if you're alive here in the 21st century, they're gonna get into your body. They're in the environment. But maybe they won't be one day if you and I stop using so much damn plastic for everything. If we use the power of our pocketbooks to shift industry away from materials that are hurting us and our planet. And that, friends, is the best I've got for you at the end of this one.
I mean, and is glass even better for the planet? Because it's way heavier, so it takes way more fuel to transport, and I don't even know. All right. The plastics that come into contact with your foods are... We've got a lot of comments on Facebook that I want to get to, but um, any questions or comments about that? I always thought BPA-free meant, it's okay, you can... But what I'm finding out is when they say BPA-free, guess what? They had to put another chemical in there to replace the BPA, which sometimes is worse than the BPA. Oh, my goodness. So let me go to some comments uh, before we go to the break. I've, I've, I've been wanting to just get as much of this knowledge out to you uh, as I could, but we've got um, um, people commenting uh, on Facebook. Thank you, uh, Jody Susan says, Grand Rising, beautiful sister. Jody is our Tuesday uh, morning host, and she says toxins. And Zelda says greater, higher strain. Please explain more. Well, when pro, uh, probiotic form, capsules, formulas, here's one called Probulin. There's tons out there. I go to health and strike, can't even decide. I was like, what's on sale? But then I look for how many strains are there are, when you think about the trillions of um, microbes in your gut, in your colon, there's trillions. But science and uh, health uh, organizations have been able to isolate several of those strains and put them in a product, okay? So the more diversity you have in your probiotic, usually, not always, the better uh, you'll you'll correct the imbalance in your body. The diversity, trillions of microbes in your gut says diverse. There's they're all diverse. They're not all the same. That's the key. And they're they're examining people's poop all the time and discovering. Oh wow, look at there the new strain. Especially in South America, they did an experiment uh, where they took uh, the poop of South American men, women out in the wild in the jungle found a whole different line of strains that is keeping those people healthy when they're not taking drugs or whatever. So the the more strains, like this one has 15, and there are some probiotics that might have 20. Then there's some that have five. I wouldn't go with the five. I'd go with the 15, test it, see what it does for your body, if it corrects things, and stay with 15 versus five, which yeah, that, that may not do much for you because you're looking at trillions to match or balance for your body. So, Zelda um, Grand Ryan, thanks for the awakening. And uh, Jody says, yep, atrazine changes male frogs to female. That's what they did the test on. She says, get my water filters to clean that stuff out, and I give you a free detox frequency after purchase. So uh, listen on Tuesday morning uh, for Jody. Love the EWG. Even Jody uh, is familiar with Environmental Working Group. They're so informative about everything. And she says, me too, been following EWG for years. Yeah, you have to listen to the alternative voices out there. Remember, the three um, demons, I would call them, are mainstream media, the government, and the medical system that are not going to tell you the truth. Fear, fear, fear for the last three years that have, in my opinion, caused people to go to their grave and get sicker and go down with the, va- the vaccines. 
And then here, Naima Latif says, plastic wrap and canned foods. All the food programs for senior citizens and low-income families distribute tons of food in plastic wrap and cans. There you go. There you go. It's a shame that our senior citizens don't have family members taking care of them. Because when you have to depend on something like uh, Meals on Wheels, eh, you know, you're not going to get high quality with that. Like Naima says, plastic and canned foods, that's what they give the seniors, and then you end up going to their funeral. Uh, Zelda says, wow, they really don't want us to wake up. They muted you for a few. Yep, I, I expect it. That's why you can go back and listen to this show in the archives of blogtalkradio.com. I, I do present to you as many options on the live show. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Soul Purpose Healing. I'm on Facebook, my private uh, uh, Facebook page. And you can listen online. And you can come here to uh, live stream. But, yeah, there's always some little minions out there who don't want this truth to get out. And then Zelda says, those who need to know all will see information one way or the other. That's right. I, I'm just trusting the universe to bring this information uh, to those who need it. It will happen. And then Jody says, I just wrote an article about this in Florida Women's Magazine and Topeka Health and Wellness Magazine. Go Jody. Jody's getting the word out there to as many people as she can, just as we all should be sharing this knowledge, sharing this information, because mainstream media is not going to do it. And most people, if they're working an eight to nine, five job or don't have the time. And Jody says they're not really recycling the plastic bottles. Well, yeah, I'm picking them up in my, in my neighborhood. So, yeah, they're missing a lot for sure. And here's the link. If you're on Facebook, you can get the link for uh, Jody's article here. And, yep, they did. Uh, she's affirming, wow, truth revealed. Thanks for sharing, Queen V. Thank you, Zelda, for uh, sharing. And Jody says, if you don't have a, di a diverse bacteria in your gut, you will have emotional issues. All right now, all right now, getting back to the energy in motion. Our environment inside and out affects our emotions because we're always being tested, in my opinion, tested to whether we're going to react or respond to the people and the circumstances in our life. Jody says, ha, ha, love that, the three demons. Yeah, call them what it is. Everybody has a name for them, I guess. And then Jody says you can use lemon essential oil internally using a veggie cap, it will pull those microplastics out of the intestinal tract. Thank you, Jody. That's some great advice. Um, I had, uh, my sister had breast cancer. I had her putting frankincense in those veggie caps. And that's, I think, what prolonged her life is using veggie caps and putting essential oils in there and, and swallowing that to get the change in the environment putting essential oils in your body, on your body, what does it do? Changes the vibration and the energy. And, and uh, here's what I wanted to bring to your attention, the map of consciousness. I don't have one other than this. This is what I refer to with my clients, consciousness, blue zone, yellow zone, green zone, red zone. The blue zone in the map of consciousness is where you're vibrating at higher rates. 
with enlightenment, peace, joy, love, uh, unforgiveness. The red zone where disease shows up is fear, 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 grief, apathy, uh, regret, anxiety, despair, blame, 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 anger. That's why we got to come out of this blaming and shaming. Uh, and Jody says, I'm sharing that map at the Holistic Lifestyle Conference. Absolutely. We should share this map wherever we can because um, if you want to get into energy medicine, the root cause of things going on in your body, it's all about energy and consciousness. Consciousness is just becoming aware that there are consequences to your actions, to your choices. So when we know that eating certain food, if we're on a pizza hamburger diet and we're drinking a lot of water out of plastic bottles, now we know, there's no excuse, you're going to disrupt the estrogen and there goes the penis shrinking, <laughs> some would say, <laughs> and the breast men, men, men and fibroids. And that's just a minor uh, cause. That's a minor one. But that's what that video was all about by Yaki was your penis is shrinking because there's too much estrogen and it, it has a lot more to do with your chakras, in my opinion, your your health of your chakras in that area. You know, first, second chakra, that's where the penis, female, yoni, and all that is located. It's not just the estrogen. But that's a contributing cause. But you can overcome all of that when you renew your mind and meditate, do deep breathing, and all the other things I'm going to recommend. When we come back, that last break, I missed, I'm, we're going to talk about, for those women who are in menopause or postmenopause, there are certain foods that can help you keep move, increase your estrogen. I'm one of those. Many women need more estrogen because when we get older and into menopause, we don't need to produce babies. Estrogen level decreases. So if you don't have enough estrogen, things happen in your first, second chakra in your yoni that might be a little uncomfortable. So there are ways you can naturally increase your estrogen with food. And then we have uh, one more um, audio in the last uh, half hour. And I'm com coming to you, 312-671. Your mic will be open next after the break. But uh, in the next half hour, what can we do? Uh, to improve our internal environment and keep the plastics out of our life. That's what we want to be focusing on uh, when we return. So let me go to a commercial break, and we'll be right back. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products and they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced and we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials 
help you take control of your health today. Sofa Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Sofa Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. And we are back. Thank you for joining us. We've got a caller who's pressed one. So uh, let me open up the mic of 312671. Your mic is open. Welcome. Give us your name, where you're calling from. We are in Yashalom. Grand Rising, and I sound like them to you. Sister Dr. V, uh, you know, that's uh, to say you got the victory because knowledge is power. And this is Minister Robert Floyd Pump from Chicago, Illinois. And I know that you have got so much which is a need. The world responds to need, greed, or curiosity. So you leave out all the greed and the need and the curious because information is the key to success. And education is the best. And I appreciate you every Friday uh, morning. I can't hardly wait to get on you. And listen to you, Dr. V, because, uh, you know, with my uh, music as well as with my uh, uh, historical connection with the Honorable Mayor Harold Lee Washington, we got nine days uh, coming up. In, and for Father's Day in uh, June, June the 18th, we're going to be celebrating nine days on Father's Day from June the 9th to the 18th. And we'd like for everybody in Chicago, America, and the world to join us. And we will be, uh, uh, for more information, sharing that at uh, plumpfoundation.org for more information. 
And I just want to thank say you. thank you a million. God bless you here. Yeah. We love you. Keep up the knowledge is power. Thank you. And be sure and take time to pick up some of that trash in Chicago because I know there's some there. But um, we want to go to um, this information. First of all, let me say, if you're a senior citizen and you are in postmenopause, your estrogen levels are very low. I found that out when I went to um, my gynecological exam about five years ago, six May. And when I was told that my yoni was not in the best of health, I looked, did some research and found, okay, this women at my age don't have a lot of estrogen, and that's what affects that health. So you have, you have to raise the estrogen if you're in postmenopausal stage sometimes, not all the time. Again, my disclaimer is I'm not intending to replace any advice you may be receiving from your doctor. If you've got a chronic or acute physical mental condition you haven't been able to resolve, please, please, please see a trusted health professional. So my experience was to buy some uh, estradiol cream at the health food store, rubbing that on my my abdomen and my arm and my uh, thighs. And then here are some foods that help raise the estrogen in the flax seeds, peaches, berries, dates, apricots, red wine. I need to have a glass of red wine more often. And soy products, as long as they're organic and fermented. Regular soy, not good, not good, not good. Too many pesticides uh, and other chemicals. But if tempeh, miso, those are examples of fermented soy that are good for you if they're organic. And even our local grocery store sells organic tempeh. So I buy that occasionally. Then also almonds, walnuts, garlic, and seeds. You can get sesame seeds in the form of tahini which is what I use all, I make my salad dressings out of tahini. So I'm getting enough food in that right now, and I believe my yoni's healthier these days, not feeling any symptoms or pain or discomfort there. So uh, let me go to another caller, and I have one more audio for you about how to naturally uh, resolve hormone imbalances. But we're going to take this caller at 773-294, your mic is open. Welcome. Hey, good evening. Oh, good morning. How can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Who's this? This is Laurel from Chicago. Hi, Laurel. How are you doing? You staying warm or is the sun coming out? What's going on? <laughs> the, the sun is beautiful. I just picked some dandelions this morning, so it was a beautiful, beautiful time in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, go girl. Go girl. Get those dandelions. Yes. In you. I know. I wanted to um, first thank you for the show, but I wanted to talk about as we age, I believe, and I wanted your thoughts on sexual health and how it helps because it seems like I think this, having sex or a great intimacy could possibly, in, in learning how to do that as we age, you know, um, I have aunts who are like in their 80s and they still have sex, you know, and or have intimacy and 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 it nourishes you, you know, and learning how to keep it going so where we can kind of not need the products too much and go back to the earth and like let love be our estrogen, I guess. So I'm working on that every day. But I would like to have thoughts on how you 
how we kind of just go back into natural ways and having the melanin we have give us access, which is why the plastics and stuff, they've been trying a long time to, to they have to eliminate a certain amount of people off of this planet. So I love it that we can understand that we're going to always, they've been, we've been poisoned a long time. The Tuskegee experiment, we've been poisoned a long time. But how we push it out is the melanin makes us uh, spiritually powerful to where we can just evolve differently. So I just wanted to bring sexual health up and ask your thoughts on sexual health as we age as a way to help our uh, hormones. Thank you. Great question. Thank, thank you, Laurel. That's a great question. We may not be able to cover the whole gamut of, of solution answers, but let me just give my um, perspective and experience. I have a lot of experience in that area. And I've grown into Slow Sex, which is a book, actually, that talks more about mm -hmm. tantric. And as Kwame Sunhorse, one of our, our frequent callers, always points out, sex is spiritual energy exchange. So if we keep a consciousness about spiritual energy exchange versus let's get on, let's get the big O, let's boom, 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 we're done, that's old in terms of consciousness and uh, raising your vibration and, and in, in fact, affecting your health, you're going to have better health if you look at it uh, in a conscious way of spiritual energy exchange. I would recommend the book Sacred Sex if you want to go into more tantric uh, relationships. And then, of course, choosing uh, the right mate to have that spiritual energy exchange means dating first and leaving out the physical stuff, you know. We have, and I know in my experience in the past, it was always quickly in the bed, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, get to the big O. But even Yaki, the brother who put this video about out about estrogen causing penis shrinking, now, Ethan at the end of his video, <laughs> he mentioned about, I think it was him or either some, about not, about delaying the orgasm for even days, not having that, releasing that energy. And what it does is, he believes, is improves the hypothalamus and the brain function because it, it's like a kundalini or energy rising when you delay the organ. you got to have a partner, you know, on the same page with this, of course. But right. when you delay orgasm and you let that energy that's created when you have the spiritual energy exchange, we let that energy rise in your spine and reach the level of into your hypothalamus, which we've heard today even, affecting the hormones. Then you're mm, going to have better, mm -hmm. better sex, better everything. So it's a, it's a lot of study uh, that needs to be done. And I'm so glad that you're even asking that question because it shows that you want to improve in that area. So thank you so much, Laurel, for joining us. I appreciate you coming on. And um, I'm going to play one more audio that is about naturally resolving hormone imbalance. This is the bottom line here. It's an imbalance. Don't beat up on the messenger estrogen. Don't beat up on any of the messengers, which are the hormones. Let's just find out natural ways to balance when you're out of balance, okay? How can you naturally resolve hormonal imbalances? Let's talk about it.
As a neuroimmune endocrine specialist treating the hormonally challenged for over 30 years, I find that most of my patients prefer to take a natural path to getting their hormones in balance. And that's one of the reasons I created Genesis Gold. If you support your hypothalamus nutraceutically, then you need much less hormone replacement therapy to resolve imbalances. Hormonal imbalances are not limited to sex hormones, but involve adrenal hormones, thyroid hormones, pancreatic hormones, and pituitary hormones. I have developed five pillars to naturally resolve hormonal imbalances. Number one pillar, support your hypothalamus. Multiple endocrinopathies, meaning more than one hormone is out of balance, can be challenging to treat without supporting your hypothalamus. A more balanced hypothalamus communicates more effectively with the lower endocrine glands. If hormone imbalances are severe, meaning uncontrolled diabetes or hypothyroidism and hypothyroidism, adrenal insufficiency or Cushing syndrome, complicated menopause or andropause, premature ovarian failure or infertility, then I recommend starting with sacred seven amino acids, then adding Genesis Gold for more complete hormonal support to help balance the hypothalamus and improve hormone receptor site function. This more intense support improves the feedback between the cells, the endocrine glands, the pituitary, and the hypothalamus. It takes at least 90 days of hypothalamic support to start to see the hormones come into balance. Although you may sleep better and have more energy and feel some initial symptom relief, plan on committing to three months plus one month per year you've been out of balance. Number two pillar, consume a nutritious diet. Most people that have hormonal imbalances tend to have a diet that's not so healthy. And even if you're eating healthy now, your diet probably triggered your hormonal imbalances in the first place. Nutrition is key to balanced hormones. Making poor food choices like too much junk food and sugar, fried foods, not enough fruits and vegetables, skipping meals, eating too late all contributes to hormonal imbalances. The healthiest diet to resolve hormonal imbalance is the Mediterranean diet. It's rich in healthy fat, especially omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids. It provides adequate amount of protein to maintain lean body mass, and most importantly, it's plant-based to provide adequate micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, and cofactors, as well as its low glycemic carbohydrates to help the body repair, recover, and produce enough energy to make hormones. Number three pillar, be active. Keeping your body active helps to balance your hormones. Being sedentary increases the risk of metabolic conditions, including obesity, diabetes, hypertension, and heart disease, all of which are hormonally mediated. Activity improves reproductive hormone levels, balances out adrenal and thyroid hormones, and helps to keep your glucose metabolism in balance. You want to strive for at least 20 to 30 minutes of aerobic activity three to five times a week, and some weight resistance at least a couple times a week in order to keep your hormones in balance. Number four pillar, get enough sleep. If you don't get enough sleep, you will suffer from imbalanced hormones. Getting at least seven to nine hours of sleep every night in a dark room is crucial to having healthy hormones that follow a healthy circadian rhythm. People who tend to stay up late, people who work graveyard shifts, who suffer from chronic insomnia will have imbalanced hormones. And I find that when my patients use Genesis Gold, they tend to sleep deeper. If they've had insomnia for a prolonged period of time, extra sacred seven amino acids helps to reset their circadian rhythm. Number five pillar, adopt a healing mindset. 
When we've been unhealthy and out of balance, we begin to expect our bodies not to function normally. And a healing mindset assumes that your body is built to function well, that you have the capability within your genetics to heal anything. With a healing mindset, you move from focusing on what's wrong to becoming a cheerleader for your body. You begin supporting your own healing with your thoughts and your words, focusing on what's getting better, and that helps your body to heal. Now, this isn't just positive thinking. Your thoughts lead to actions, which then lead to positive or negative health behaviors. If you have any questions about resolving and balanced hormones naturally, please join me in our hormone support group where I answer your questions live. You can access it by signing up. All right. Well, you can go look for Naturally Made to Resolve Hormone Imbalance on YouTube if you want more from that particular person or anyone else. Uh, but what I want to stress is that if you had a man who wasn't doing any of that that she recommended, watching with the remote every day, guess what? They're probably going to have a, a penis shrinking because it's not just the estrogen. It's all the things that we do consciously to bless this sacred hormonal system. And because we, until we have a government and a, a, a sick care system of light or a health care system that is promoting health, you better learn how to do these things on your own. So as we leave, uh, we've got a couple of comments. Let's see. Uh, Jody says, top seven foods and remedies to boost estrogen, soy, other legumes, soy product, rich source of isoflavones, one of the most important groups of phytoestrogens, flaxseed, dark chocolate. I forgot the dark chocolate. I love my dark chocolate. Red clover. And all of that can be found on YouTube and more. And listening to the female solution, Zelda says dandelion tea, great for blood cleansing. How I reverse type 2 diabetes, great detox recipe. And that's when your, your estrogen's not going to be a problem because you're doing the dandelion. You're doing all the phytoestrogen foods and more. So, um, we can take charge of this sacred hormone system. We have to. Our government is not going to do it. The sick care system is certainly not going to do it. And the media is not going to promote YouTube University. I hope that you have enjoyed this class today and that you will share this with others who might be struggling with their penises, their uh, breasts uh, to, uh, growing in men or fibroids in women especially. Fibroids in women, in my opinion, is all emotional stuff. And five, I've known enough women with fibroids where they were they need help mentally, emotionally, spiritually, on so many other levels that it's not about the estrogen. Don't kill the messenger. Hormones are messengers. It's all about balancing the hormones, not killing them or blaming them. Let's not blame the messenger either. Uh, there's something usually in our lifestyle that creates imbalances in everything. So let us be more conscious, more meditative. And as far as a hypothalamus, she mentioned on how to help the hypothalamus meditation. Go outside in nature, breathe deeply, enjoy the sun, sun, more sun. And the sun will help balance a lot in your life. So thank you all for sharing today and um coming in to bless us with your energy. Uh, tune in tomorrow. I believe Zana from UK is on tomorrow at noon on the Female Solution. More wisdom, more love, and more knowledge. 
Everybody have a good day. We're gonna thank you. They go on now. We've come to the show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. You can also have a hear great today's day. show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the female solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Cheche, Zanyaba, Japan, Zanyaba, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Pasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, France, Merci. Spain. Gracias. Italy. Grazie. Egypt. Shukran. Ghana. Medasi. Nigeria. Eshe. South Africa. Ngiabonga. Senegal. Jared. Kenya. Asante. Israel. Toda. Pakistan. Shukriya. Afghanistan. Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Shukran. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace and be upon you and the mercy of God. Friends. And God's bless. Namaste. And Akam.